Welcome to the Acts 29 U.S. South Central Podcast. My name is Bob Thune. I am the lead pastor of Coram Deo Church in Omaha, Nebraska, and I have the joy and privilege of hosting this podcast. Acts 29 is a global family of church planting churches, and the Acts 29 U.S. South Central Network focuses specifically on strengthening and planting churches in Nebraska, Kansas, Oklahoma, Missouri, and Texas. And on this podcast, we take the best content we have on church planting and church leadership, and we make it available to you to equip and encourage you in gospel ministry. We recently gathered together in Houston, Texas for the Acts 29 Church Planting Mini Conference. This is a one-day conference focused on church planting, where we spend the day hearing a number of small, dense TED Talks from various leaders throughout our network. Uh, having to do with what it looks like to plant churches. Uh, When Acts 29 thinks about church planting, we think about the man who is called to plant the church, the message, which is the gospel, and the mission of church planting. And so we designed this conference around those three themes. And on this episode of the podcast, you'll hear some of the content from that conference. So the question is, are you a man, the kind of man that can bless, and are you called? Third question I want to ask is, are you qualified? And this is not a question about how much you're loved by God or what you're, how you are in the kingdom. For Jesus has qualified us as his people. But that does not mean that you are qualified to lead a church. We live in a day when we are celebrating together this vision that's growing up in the hearts of people to really see a multiplying movement of church planting churches. At my age, I have to tell you, that's the most exciting thing that's happening in my lifetime as God is moving to plant churches. But what we see and know is that those who plant churches must be called by God or this is a hard and tragic road ahead. And not only called, but also qualified by God. Just because you believe in church planting and you want to follow after Jesus doesn't mean that you're qualified to plant a church. You know that every church that is planted is planted in a context that desperately needs the gospel. And therefore God is shaping churches to address that particular context with the gospel. So the scripture says, in Titus chapter 1, verse 5, this is why I left you in Crete, so that you might put what remained into order and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. If anyone is above reproach, the husband of one wife, and his children are believers and not open to the charge of debauchery or insubordination, for an overseer as God's steward must be above reproach. He must not be arrogant or quick-tempered or a drunkard or violent or greedy for gain, but hospitable, a lover of good, self-controlled, upright, holy and disciplined. He must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. This is God's word. And God's answer for Crete, by the way, Crete had a group of fledgling believers 
in this decadent society, riddled with the false teaching of legalism, and the few believers that were around had this kind of hypocritical faith where they could confess faith on one hand and not do good on the other. And God's answer to that situation is this. God's answer is appoint, not elders, appoint qualified elders in the church. And when there is a qualified elder, the church becomes a gift of God in a community uniquely qualified to make a difference with the gospel in that community. So when people would ask me in the past, um, what's the one thing I need to give energy to, attention to, if I think I'm called to be a church planter? My answer used to be to them, and I think this is biblical, love your wife. Listen, if you love your wife, you're going to have to make choices. You're going to have to say yes and no with authority. And that's going to train your affections in your heart so that as a church planter, you will do the same thing with Jesus' church. You'll love the church and say yes and no with authority. And so I think that's good counsel. But I'm not saying that these days. Not the most important thing, because I've been around enough church planters to know that there is another qualification that we must give attention to. The passage I just read gives you a lot of qualifications, and my time allows me to address one of them. And so I'm going to give you one qualification. I'll introduce it by sharing the story of a church planter that I coached. I call him Mark, not his real name. Mark was this action-oriented, make-it-happen kind of guy who had a hard time sitting still. But I got to know that Mark lacked blessing. It's a dangerous thing to be a leader who lacks blessing. And so he was constantly trying to seek the approval of other people in his desperate need to get blessing from God. He's always trying to impress other people, going so fast that he couldn't do the things that the lead elders of churches need to do. So he photocopied a lot of stuff. He didn't do the hard work of preparing messages. He just preached other people's messages. He didn't wait on God prayerfully and exegete the culture where he planted a church to get a burden that created a passion that issued itself in a vision in the life of that church. He just got a vision from somebody else and began to cast that vision. And the only strategy for ministry was the strategy that he had heard at the last conference that he went to. And a photocopied life made him feel really insecure. And it always does. So here's what happened. Because Mark needed blessing and wanted to please everyone, when a church member disagreed with him or questioned his strategy, he didn't have the conviction out of which to lead the church or to respond in grace. Rather, it rocked his world. And people lost confidence in him, which is the most painful thing that can happen to a man who lacks blessing. When people lose confidence in you and you begin to struggle and fight to get some sense of approval from someone. And so he became autocratic and angry because he cared way too much what people thought. He never got beyond all the voices 
to hear the one voice that he needed to hear. So he lived with a, a shallow soul and an inner compass that was driven by the wind of people's opinions. And like King Saul, he couldn't lead because he was too concerned with people-pleasing. He cared too much what everyone else said and cared too little about what God said. He never got beyond the voices to the voice. Some of you, you're young enough that you're hiring babysitters a lot these days. Think of this. Think about hiring some babysitter. She comes into your house. You know, you've got your three kids, whatever, at the house. And you give very simple instructions because you're a pro. You've done this before. So you, you tell this babysitter, no sweets, one video, kids in bed by nine. Here's my number. Call me if you need me. You've been abundantly clear. You walk in the house. It's 11 o'clock. The kids are up watching that zombie movie with the babysitter. There's melting ice cream, you know, over on the counter. And you look at her and you say, what's the deal? And, and she says, well, you, you know, the, the kids, they told me that they really weren't that tired. And, and I read that dairy's really good before bed. And I love this movie, but it's scary. So I wanted someone to watch it with me. And you say, listen, you don't understand how this works. These are not your kids. They're my kids. And so when I tell you what I need you to do, that's what you do. You haven't listened to my voice. You've been listening to a lot of other less authoritative voices. And here's the truth, friends. When God calls a man to pastor a church, to plant a church, there is one voice that is heard above all the other voices. These are not our people. They're his people. And if you're still pursuing the blessing in your life to be able to drown out all the other voices for this voice of God in your life, you cannot lead out of conviction. And this whole church planting thing can crush you and wound others. So this is a warning. Don't do it until you have heard the blessing of your heavenly Father that, that goes down deep, that you are truly loved and you're accepted and you're free, free to fail and free to be disapproved of and free to disappoint people because you have heard the one, the one voice that truly satisfies your soul. And when you hear it, it causes this burning in your bones. And you say, I don't care what everyone else says. I'm going to do what the one voice says because these are not my people. They're his people. And I am the steward. I am the steward of God who must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught so that I'm able to give instruction and sound doctrine and to rebuke those who contradict it. You're qualified only when his voice is heard above all the other voices. Thanks for listening to the Acts 29 U.S. South Central podcast. For more about Acts 29, you can visit acts29.com. 
And to find out about our work in the South Central U.S., you can visit acts29ussouthcentral.org, especially if you are in this part of the United States of America, Nebraska down to Texas. Uh, we'd like you to go there and connect with us. While you're there, you can sign up for our email newsletter. You can learn about our church planter assessment process, and you can find out about upcoming events and conferences. Again, that website is acts29ussouthcentral.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next time.